Today we're talking about everything we think about Justice League, Star Wars losing Daisy Ridley, and Elsa is a naughty YouTuber. All this and more, this is Nerds with Mics. Hey everyone, I'm Maxwell. I'm Justin. Travis. (laughs) And this is episode 79 of Nerds with Mics. We are a podcast about movies, TV shows, games, technology, and a much more. Today's episode is recorded on December 3rd of 2017. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and most importantly, share us with your friends and ye old family. Um, I got a question for you guys. What's that? What have you been up to? <laughs> oh, I've never seen this coming. I didn't. I didn't know what you were about to ask. I've never heard this question before. Throwing curveballs uh, at you. Curveballs, uh, Justin. You know what? Let's go ahead and start with you. Okay. Uh, I saw three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri today, and no, I didn't see three actual billboards. I saw the movie, uh, and then I've been playing. A, I finished Freaks and Geeks finally, so I can quit talking about that every week. How many seasons is that? Just one. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's eighteen one hour long episodes. Um, I've been playing PUBG, uh, Fortnite, which I finally got my first victory in Fortnite and I was the one like on a team and I was the one that brought home the, the glory winner, winner, chicken dinner, wrong game, Just but kidding. the guy had built like a house and I had a feeling he was in there and I threw a grenade and it blew the top off of the house. And then all of a sudden I see him jump up right as I'm throwing my second grenade and it's like Kobe swish. Into the little hut, <laughs> and then poof, you won. That's, I like, that's re- the best way to win. Did you record it? No, I didn't. I oh, should have. Didn't happen then. Actually, so you could have made up any story. <laughs> and, and then, like, I rode the rocket with? launcher. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool, though. That's awesome. I was very happy with that victory. Yes. Anything else? Uh, I feel like there is, but I can't think of what it was. Okay, good story. Just that glory. That glory. Nothing better than a glory. Don't even say it. All right. To. So, so far this week, um, I have been playing a lot of... I've been diving back in the world of Azeroth and World of Warcraft. So you'll be tired wow. of it when the expansion comes out. <laughs> wow. I see what you did there, Maxwell. <laughs> wow. Um, other than that, uh, I got my movie pass card, and I still have not got to go see my first movie. Oh, that's actually how we saw three billboards today, except... Mine worked and Kayla's didn't. Oh, really? Yeah, like on the app, it was just like you have to get your you have to order a card. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding it, but what we did is we went to the ticket machine and we swiped it there and it said your card's been declined. And then after the movie, it everything was working, so that kind of kick started it, I guess. That's weird. So do you, yeah. Do you each have your own card? Mm-hmm. Hmm. The family plan. Yeah, buy two cards for the same price yeah. <laughs> um other than that uh i haven't really been doing a whole lot of anything but work's been kind of hectic this week uh with work and stuff um but other than that just world of warcraft that's literally it maxwell what about you well i i worked and then worked a little more and then oh baby i worked a little bit more but then it was all followed up Last night with Justice League. Ooh. Ooh, can't wait to hear what you have to you say. You want to hear what I have to say? Uh, yeah, 
I already know what it's going to say. What? What am I going to say? It's going to say, Justice League, it's a movie. It is. It is a movie. And it's in <laughs> theaters, and that's, that's a lot. This ain't a lot for this. All right, so listen. <clears throat> We've talked plenty of times about Travis and myself liking Ben Affleck as Batman. Mm-hmm. I have a <laughs> feeling the tide is shifting. Batfleck. Yeah, he was fucking terrible in this. Yeah. And, like, it's okay to gain weight and things like that, but he is specifically an actor playing Batman, and after seeing Batman vs. Superman, and he's doing all that, um, uh, what is that? What kind of workout was that? Like CrossFit. CrossFit. High yeah, it's like CrossFit yeah. and, uh, workout. And he was jacked. In this movie, he looked like he had gained a few pounds and lost a few muscles. Um, and he, he was wearing that vest and it, he, he just looked like he was trying to specifically purposefully push his chest out to look like he was bigger than he would, he actually was. He looked like he was faking his shape and muscle. Um, but I did not like him as Batman this at all. He didn't seem yeah. to be acting. He seemed like he was just really tired and just didn't want to be in this role anymore. I think that is true. Yeah. And it, maybe it's. Deep down, because of all this controversy of the Batman film and all this, but I don't. Th- I think he'll be out of that before that movie ever gets made because it I just hope. doesn't seem like he wants in. Yeah. Um. What else? Um. Hold on. I made notes. Um, oh, did you like take a notepad to the theater? No, it was afterwards. So Ben Affleck is Batman, Bruce Wayne. Uh, the CGI was so bad. The mustache was really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have yeah, just fucking just... left him with a mustache. It would have been like, eh, that's fine. I guess he has a mustache now. But it's so noticeable. The very first fucking scene of this movie, they chose to go with the cell phone footage with just the worst CGI. And it wasn't even just his mouth. It was just like all of it was bad. Yeah. But 90% of the time you see Superman in his horrible CGI lip. It's... Or 90, 90% of the time you see him, it's with that bad CGI. So yeah. $25 million in reshoots. We know that. We know he had to come back in because of his mustache, because he can't shave it for Mission Impossible or whatever he's working on. Um, I want to know what all the scenes were with Superman. Because it looks like the $25 million in six weeks were all of Superman's shots. Because I, I couldn't tell you... There was... The only scene, so I could tell you, the only scene that I can think of with Superman in it that didn't have a CGI lip was when they first show up at his old um, house on the farm. Now, you guys talked about the bad CGI in front of the farm, and I kept thinking about that prior um, of all the things that we talked about in the episode to look for. And it was like the later section. So like it, the camera cuts away and they're somewhere else now following Batman and everybody. And then it comes back. When they first arrived there, they were like standing in front of the house together. It cuts away, comes back, and then he's standing in a field and she's somewhere else in the field. And they're like a huge gap from each other. And now the background's all different. And then the bad CGI with the house. And then his weird lips. And it's like... It was just really, really bad, and I don't even know why they needed to add this stuff. Um, so bad CGI, honestly. Can I ask you a question yeah. real quick? So the fight scene 
Are you going to talk about the fight scene with them and, and Superman, like against each other? Uh-huh. Okay, when you get to that point, I have some things so, to ask you. So, CGI overall, it was Weta who did um, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and all, a lot of really good stuff. So, their CGI is usually, like, great. Although, I think Lord of the Rings had better CGI on, on the, some of the characters than The Hobbit. Um, <clears throat> so, that was kind of disappointing to, to think that the film got that far. And they put that much money into it. It was this big of a deal. And then the, they looked at the CGI everywhere and said, you know what, that's fine. That looks good. I mean, I play video games that, like, the gameplay has better CGI than what Steppenwolf was. Oh, God, yeah. He, um, like, he just looks fake. Yeah, it looks real bad. Uh, speaking of Steppenwolf, terrible villain. I, I get it if it's all build up for all this stuff, whatever, but, like, the way they handled him, maybe that's the problem. They didn't put enough lore into him or backstory or he wasn't in it enough, maybe, with conversations. Because I'm not going to care for Steppenwolf if there's no, like, like banter or whatever. Like, kind of, I'm going to tell you why I need to do this stuff. And then you're going to disagree with it. And then we're going to get into a fight, have a middle of the movie, and then come back to the fight at the end when you win or something. Like, it just, it just seemed like he was just kind of tossed in that we just needed a bad guy. We don't really need to know much about him. Um, the story was just a mess. And Martha Kent was horrible. <laughs> she had no emotions, and I don't think she wanted to be in that movie either. I mean, would you? Yeah, because I don't, I'm oh. not in movies now, and I'd be like, man, I better, better <laughs> fucking be That's as a good, good point. The, but as the Flash. What if, like, your first movie, they're like, hey, we want you to be in Justice League, but, like, your whole future depended on the outcome of that movie? Then would you want to be in it? Well, I think, what's the kid's <laughs> name that plays uh, Flash? Um, Ezra Sure. Miller? Sounds right. Sure. Although, he, he's already been in Fantastic Beasts and killed it. Um, yeah. He was great. And watching that movie, he gave a great performance, and I don't think anybody would hold that against him. No. You know what I mean? So if I was like an upcoming whatever, and in that, I'd be like, i got to be as good as him or better. Yeah, he's, he's pretty established, I think, for the most part. Right. But he did a great job. Ben Affleck's yeah. established. He did a terrible job. He did a terrible job. Yeah. Um, speaking of Cyborg, I, I didn't dislike him. I don't think there was enough about the character in there. I know that originally, when I think we talked about him here, he, his character was much more dark. And when they went back to do these reshoots, they made put more humor in a lot of the movie. Um, and a lot being around him. But the CGI with him was really, really bad too. So like certain times he would turn his head and it looks like his head's about to pop off his like cybernetic body because the, the green screen and all that stuff was just real off. Like, they just yeah. didn't map it well or something. And I, I get it. Like, I can't do any of that. <laughs> you know, I'm not skilled to do that. But this is a multi-million dollar movie. It's a it's huge It's probably Warner deal. Brothers' biggest movie of the year. Yeah. And, and, and they're one of the biggest companies. Some of the biggest companies working to help make it like Weta. Yeah. So you would expect quality out of it. And I know there are movies that I've seen this year that were lower budget that hit that mark on the CGI. I just don't know how they went back and looked at this and said, yeah, it looks fine. Let's do it. But now, for the good things, 
of course, Wonder Woman, incredible. Um, who's the guy that played Commissioner Gordon? Uh, J.K. Simmons. Yes. Wasted. I him. totally wasted. He was great, and now it's like you guys said. Oh, now he's stuck in that universe. Yeah, he can't go back to Marvel. Um, there was uh, the first like ten minutes where Batman's trying to find the fear in that criminal to find <laughs> one of those bug things. Know what I'm talking about? Beginning. Yeah, yeah. that I actually kind of thought that part was kind of that cool. was the coolest part of the movie. It was <laughs> yeah, okay, shot cool. and created in a completely different way. When, when like the camera turns around, and you see him there. I'm like, oh god, maybe Batman's gonna be awesome after all. And right. Then I, he would have just... been with whoever controlled and created that part of the movie. Should have the should control the rest of the franchise. Could have, yep, <laughs> because while it was like five minutes of action or whatever, and he's on that rooftop, and it looked fake. It didn't look real, but it didn't look it looked intentionally fake. Like how Sin City and some of these other movies look intentionally look fake and it kind of have like a comic book appeal to it. Could you right. imagine like a Sin City art style for a Batman movie? Dude, that would be killer. Yeah, Frank Miller did Sin City and he's done Batman before. Yeah. What God. Batman? Oh, the as comics. far as a comic, yes. Yeah. The Dark Knight or uh I forget which ones he did. I don't know. It's, it's one of the I really think. like dark ones. But I would have loved that movie if it was shot that whole way. It was just, if anybody's seen the movie and plans to go see it again or hasn't seen it yet, really pay attention to that first time you see Batman fighting a guy on the, on the roof. It was, it was gorgeous. It took me a second because I was kind of off put by like the, the style because it wasn't like anything else in this extended universe yet. But then... I accepted it and was like, this is gorgeous. I would love for this whole movie to be this way. It was real dark and just crazy looking. Um, and that reminds me of like Suicide Squad. The first half of Suicide Squad, when it introduced all the characters, had that real fun, like colorful, artsy style. And then the rest of the movie wasn't like that. And I just wish that they would like stick to, stick to that and then just follow it through because it, it, it worked. Yeah. Um, the fight scene. I know you want to talk about that. Yeah. So the fight scene with um, Superman. I, it was, I think, pointless to have a fight. Yeah. I think that they really just wanted them all to have to do it. So they were like, okay, well, we're going to bring Superman back. Yeah, but what if he's like not nice and stuff? Well, but we got, but we got to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but, Huck, but, but what if not? He's not nice. Let's do it. Okay, yeah, yeah let's do it. So it was like the dialogue was also just set up yeah, so that, that it could happen. Yeah. So they bring him back. He's a dick for a minute because he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Um, and I felt like it was a complete waste of time. And it was pointless. Yeah. Um, two things I took away was the cop was just standing with their gun drawn. And like they clearly were fighting. But it was like, I'm just going to continue to do this, point my gun at you. But I'm not going to do anything right. with it. And then... Batman just goes AWOL for like five minutes of that fight. Like, I'm going to let you guys wear him down, then I'll jump in and do something. Yeah, which you guys did mention last week when you talked about it, and I was like trying to find that scene in the movie, and I actually was all the way at the end of the movie when I thought that's what you're talking about. But I I get that why he wasn't there, because they, they were trying to make him like just kind of see if he was going to be nice and come back all normal, and they didn't want Batman to trigger him. Which doesn't make sense to me because why would Batman trigger him? 
Batman didn't kill him. They were friends by the end of the movie. They were helping yeah. each other. Of Batman vs Superman. So I don't know. That was just that yeah. was strange. They share a mother's name for God's sake. I don't know if I mentioned this either. Is I actually I went back and I watched the death Superman's death scene, and that was actually really well done. Yeah. Uh, I might go back and give the movie a shot. Uh, I might skip like the first hour and a half, but yeah. Yeah, just pick up where you left off last time because you left off <sighs> right when the movie starts getting okay. good, I think. I'm, I might do that. So, which which movie's better, this or Suicide Squad? Oh, this is definitely better than Suicide Squad, okay. without question. Okay. Um, and the ratings than, clearly are settling that. It's like is the it better than still... Batman vs. Superman? What is it? Is it better than Batman vs. Superman? No. But the ratings are... I know, right? Yeah, I know you're right. You're you got me. Um, it's like eighty one percent right now. I think. Oh, I don't, are you talking about fan percentage? Yeah. Oh, I don't care what fans think. I want to know what people who are paid to write these think. <laughs> All like three hundred of them. Yeah, I I do tend to ignore the fan ones just because you get the fan campaigns that like nuke review scores on Metacritic and stuff. Right. So that that's the only reason why I kind of don't regard them as much. But I should. I just. And I'm in that mindset where I don't at the moment. Yeah. Right. I'll get there. Together, I will get there. Travis, you got some things you want to discuss it now that I've seen the movie? No. Really? <laughs> okay. Look, I'm good. I'm good, bro. Not really. I mean, I, I mean, oh, who did you think, uh, who was the strongest character for you? I heard you mention The Flash, but I don't know if you meant. I think he was the best. Uh, I mean, Wonder Woman was great, and we've already seen her in, the, in her role, um, and she was just as good in this one. Um I just think the Flash as a new character and the limited amount of time everybody had, I think he was the, the better one. I didn't really honestly care for Aquaman. Really? Yeah. He didn't impress yeah. me. Oh, I did. I really I'm not necessarily it. indifferent. I just was kind of like, meh. Yeah. I think we really needed those origin stories, to be honest, because they, they it, rushed it. It and ruined the first half of this movie trying to do that. And then the yeah. fact that, like, you know, Marvel figured it out and it worked real well. Yeah, I was actually watching a featurette on the new the new Avengers movie coming out, and they were talking about like how this is like from 2008, like started it with the first Iron Man movie, and like how all, you're finally starting to see all these storylines kind of come together, and just just like you don't have that with these DC movies, you really don't. No, they they're rushing it. They're doing they're going about it the wrong way. It, yeah. I mean, in a way, from a like a critical review. Uh, Standpoint, they're getting destroyed. But I guess from a money standpoint, I mean, they're—I guess well, Justice League lost money, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's gonna—it's gonna be interesting to see how much they end up pulling out of this. And what's weird to me is like, why was the CGI bad? Does Warner Brothers not have money? Like, I just don't know why it was. Oh, they do have money, and they spent a lot on this. So it's just just poorly placed money, I think. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's sad to see that they spent a, a, another $25 million in reshoots and it still came out looking the way that it does. Yeah, you know and I maybe mean? that's why it looks the way it does. Because they were all, all those mustache scenes with Superman. And he was in a lot, like every scene he was in was a reshoot at that point then because his face was all weird looking. They should have just let him grow a beard around his mustache. That would have been fucking badass. Yeah, we we thought, well, of course, we never decided if it was a fan thing or what, but we thought he was going to have a beard and a black Superman suit, but, but we didn't actually see that. We also never seen the scene where Alfred is sitting in front of that hologram, clearly with Superman's cape, and he says, 
they told me you would come. We didn't see that. No, yeah. Either. Um, I know there's uh, um, deleted a lot of deleted scenes. And apparently there was um, conversations between the two gods during that f- flashback battle and yeah. one of the Green Lanterns at the time. There's like actual dialogue that got cut. Hmm. I wonder if there'll be... I know we talked about like a, like a version coming out of like the original cut, which I think they pretty much squashed that would happen. But yeah. I wonder if there'll be any kind of version come out kind of like the Batman versus Superman where they actually add some stuff in and actually ended up making it a little bit better. I don't... I don't know if they would do that with this movie or even take some stuff away. I know Kevin Smith has his uh, podcast, like video podcasts and stuff, and he was uh, ranting about all this stuff. He is giving the movie mad props, but is real upset with a lot of the things they cut because he got to see one of the early versions. Um, And he really thinks that they should do like another cut with Zack Snyder at, uh, on the, uh, the table or whatever. But um, he said that, there was also a scene right in the middle of the movie where, um, oh gosh, who who's the bad guy in the end credits? Supposed oh, uh, Deathstroke. Death, Deathstroke. There's a scene in the middle of the movie originally they got cut out of this where he breaks Lex Luthor out of prison. Oh, that would have been cool. Well, that would have been nice. Or even save that for after credit scenes depending on how long it is. Yeah. So, all right. Well, does anybody have anything else to add? No. Nope. All right, Justin. Over to you. All right. Uh, So today I saw um, a movie that is getting a lot of Oscar buzz, and I actually first saw the trailer for it right down here, right before we recorded an episode one day. Uh, It's called Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. That is a strange name for a great movie. Uh, Basically, this woman, her daughter, was uh, raped and murdered Uh, several months prior to when the movie started and she's frustrated with the lack of um, uh, progress as far as finding out who did it so there's these three billboards from outside of Ebbing, Missouri and uh, is this uh, true or not true it's a it's fiction it's yeah Um, so she purchases them and they basically say one of them says uh, raped while dying how come no arrests uh, why not Chief Willoughby? And that's the police chief. So, of course, when that happens, the police immediately come in and like, hey, what's the deal? And she's like, well, it took you like no time at all once I put those up to come out here. So that's why. Uh, she's, she's very foul-mouthed, um, rude, obnoxious, but funny, and never unlikable. Um, basically, this movie has a lot of dark comedy, but also a ton of tragedy. Uh, I was telling Travis Moner, there's one scene about halfway through where you just feel sad um, without going into any details because it's a major spoiler. But the character development and the character growth is great. Um, Sam Rockwell kills it as uh, police officer Dixon, who he's this, it sounds weird when I say this, but he's this racist, belligerent, uh, uneducated cop and he's so mean you hate his guts but sam rockwell who seems like such a likable guy in real life crushes that role uh you know there's twists and turns everything about this movie i mean i hate to do this two weeks in a row but if i'm giving it a terry review it's a 10 out of 10 (laughs) (laughs) and that was woody harrelson was in that that's right yeah he's actually chief willoughby he's the chief specifically mentioned on the third billboard and he is fantastic um, I've seen him from 
Kingpin to No Country for Old Men. You know, I've seen him at his most serious and his funniest, and I think this might be his most serious role to date that I've seen. Right. I know he did one where he played like an army guy who has to tell people their kid died. That one's probably the most serious, but this one's probably second most serious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was great. I highly recommend it. I think it'll definitely be nominated for Best Picture, Best Actress, and Best Supporting Actor for the movie Francis McDormand and probably Sam Rockwell. And I wouldn't be surprised if all three win. I can't believe that. Uh, so that would be a great nominee, but I can't believe there's Oscar talk for the disaster movie. Oh, it's it's crushing it right now. Yeah. I watched uh, Tommy Wiseau or Wiseau? I don't even say Wiseau, I think. Wiseau and uh, James Franco on Jimmy Kimmel the other night. Oh, they were on together? Yeah, and uh, he finally confirmed he's from Europe. Did he have his blessing to do this movie? He's in the movie. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He plays, and so is the Greg Stastero guy. He's in it too. They're all in it. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And it was funny. They were talking how um, it's based on the book he wrote, and then he said the book's only about forty percent true. But then when they finished the movie, he's like, "Oh, this is like ninety nine point nine percent true." <laughs> so he's like, "What is it? <laughs> You've got to help me out here." But if you go to the Cinemark by the mall, there's a a stand-up of uh, James Franco's Tommy Wiseau in front of a green screen. You can take your picture with him. Oh, oh God, man. that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah with green it. screen? Yes. Yeah, there's a green... Well, it's like the set with the green screen. Only part of it's green and part of it's like a door, but you could probably have fun with it. Oh, man. I Enough gotta... green to have fun. Yeah. Um, do a rooftop scene. Yeah, it, it's from that, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but back to Three Billboards, it was fantastic, and... I just can't get over how good the cast was. Even the supporting characters just really carried that movie. The whole movie was... I couldn't find any real complaints with it. And it was one of those movies that's not predictable. Because I kept thinking I was predicting what was going to happen. And I was wrong. On everything. So, yeah. Uh, So, clearly rated R movie. Based on the language and stuff. Um, Oh, God, yeah. But the trailers I've seen, they're all green band trailers. So, it doesn't seem like it would be that harsh. Oh, no. There's a couple Red Band trailers out there. It's, the first one I think I watched here was a Red Band, and it's pretty rough. Nice. Well, yeah. it's good to see that there is a good movie out there, and it probably yeah. cost a fraction of... Uh, I think like $10 million. Yeah. <laughs> God. No CGI, no nothing. The director looks like Stang. It's kind of weird. Martin McDonough? McDonough? McDonough, yeah. He looks yeah. like Stang. Though. I know he did Seven Psychopaths. Um, yeah. But I haven't seen anything by this director, but it was great. Yeah. It kind of, from the trailer, I got like a Fargo-esque vibe from it, but that might just be because Francis McDormand is the star of both. Oh, right. But as the movie went on, it wasn't. It's its own thing. And, but that's great. It's it's great. Highly recommend it. All right. Well, Maxwell. Is it my turn? Again? Uh-huh. You guys aren't tired of hearing me? Not yet. Well, we are in a podcast together, so uh, if you're ever tired of hearing me, that's probably the end of the podcast. Oh, God. Um, so, Justin, last week you told us that Coco movie had a 22-minute Frozen movie at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Followed Olaf and his the holiday adventures. Yes. So, starting 12-8, they will no longer play that short in front of the film. So, what you're saying is I should have seen the movie on 12-9. Yes. We're starting with 12-8. So, oh, yeah. That's- yeah. They got a lot of shit for this because it's uh, so long and people are saying things like, you know, they were double checking that they were even the right movie. Um, 
that this is obviously the longest one yet. Some of the theaters were saying, well, it was like, art, not the theaters, but some of the people behind this with Disney were saying, well, you know, it was a test and we kind of rolled the dice with it and it just didn't work out well. Um, Disney sent, sent out a thing to all the theaters and said, basically starting on 12-8, that it will no longer play in front of it. Um, and to please add another time slot in the day for the movie itself for Coco. Hmm. But I mean, you got to think you're taking a bunch of kids to this. They got to sit still for two and a half hours. Yeah. And you weren't I, I planning think, the extra 22 minutes. I mean, they could have put it at the end of the movie. I think and it would have been fine. Yeah. As but an adult front, being forced to watch it. That's yeah. not cool. But uh, to, like adding it to the end of the film, it's an option that would be fine. Yeah, I remember this. But getting rid of it's fine too. Yeah, I think the short that they had at the beginning of some of the other movies with the little bird out of the beach, and he's mm-hmm. trying to get the little clamshells or whatever that are in the water or in the sand. Mm-hmm. That thing's like maybe five minutes long. Yeah, it's great. A lot of them are pretty short. Yeah, twenty-two. That's intense, though. That's yeah, just yeah. a. They should have just put it on TV as a special. Not only that, but also keep it on the DVD. Maybe it's a special feature out of the DVD or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, because you said they added, like, they're encouraging theaters to add an extra showing, right? Because if you think about it, if they have four or five showings in a day and you're taking up 22 minutes in the beginning of each of those showings, yeah. by the time you add that up, you can realistically have another showing of that. Yep. Uh, which, which will in turn allow them to make more money if they have more showings, obviously. Yep. So, all right. Well, I'm sad I missed it. I'm going to go well, see Coco, I think, maybe Tuesday. You, well, then you'll still see it. Yeah. Oh, no. Maybe I should wait. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just yeah, show up just 20, 20 minutes late. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I didn't go one. there for that. You did. It's fine. I get it. No, I didn't. All right. Well, it's finally my turn, guys. <laughs> no, skip no, it's it. not. Uh, so <laughs> it's not? Oh, no, it's not. You're right. Go ahead. Dang so it. we finally, thank God, have a romantic comedy from Marvel. Can you guess what movie it is? Deadpool? <laughs> no. Uh, no. I can see your brain. You can. See, is it showing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I really don't know. Um, it is. Anna- oh, is it the uh, the Chris Patton Chris Pratt and Anna Faris story? Oh God. He just filed for divorce, guys. That's it's not a real. comedy. That's sad. Oh, you just say romantic comedy, my bad. Yeah, so our new Marvel romantic comedy is going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh. Yeah, so that is the premise or the uh, setup for this movie is it will be a a (laughs) rom-com. I do love a good (laughs) rom-com. Whoa. (laughs) That got weird. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Um, That is Not a (laughs) rom-com. Well, this is going to be right up Justin's alley because he loves a good rom com. I do rom com con. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, I mean, I fucking I, love Paul Rudd. Yeah, uh, Paul Rudd's awesome. I like the girl that's from Lost. I can't ever. Remember. Evangeline Lilly. Yeah, she's. she's yeah, really she good. said that this movie is going to be like Lost season four. <laughs> okay. Or no, no, she said that after Infinity War, the Marvel franchise will be like Lost season four because Everyone's that's when dead. everything. No, that's season four when everything changed. You know, the flash forwards. Yeah. Take it off. Oh, yeah. What do you think they do? Listen, you can't... You're worried about spoiling things for the show Lost? 
Uh, yeah, you haven't seen it. Finished when? (laughs) Who cares? It's been too long ago. I don't care. 2011 or something? Uh, 14? No, 14's way too late. 10, maybe. I'm excited. What's do we have a date that's slated for the the next uh, Ant Man movie? Yeah, it's like 2021. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's next year sometime. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm excited. I believe that. Maybe. Very excited. I saw parts of the first Ant-Man and thought it was a treat. It is a treat. Got a question. Uh, didn't watch all of it. Did Corey Stoll's character die, the bad guy? Watch uh, the movie. Just yeah. tell me. I don't know. No, I'll you're worried about spoilers the... for Lost. I just went, they got off the island. That's all I did. Yeah. It's still in my mic. They get off the island. They all die. They get off the island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, does on he the die? island because I really like him as an actor and then in Homeland they're like oh he's going to be on Homeland and then he dies in the first episode sorry oh, guys oh man that's like when Jim Carrey was on The Office as potential manager <laughs> branch manager the finger or whatever. Lakes. <laughs> God. and then he dies and that was after credits die. for Jim Carrey's character you had to job. watch the whole episode and then it was like a alternate yeah. like people that interviewed did you ever uh, see Jim and Andy no no oh, I need watch to. it when we get done here watch it <laughs> yeah it's yeah, great. like I said, yeah, like I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Yeah, go see it. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else we want to add to that? Uh, yeah, I think you're going to add it. Oh, I'm going to add it. Uh, so, guys, uh, something may have happened since last time we spoke. Yeah? The Avengers Infinity War trailer dropped. What? For those of you that have you all seen it, I hope. Yeah, it looks good. It, it looks good. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looks, it, yeah, it looks good. It looks like, it looks okay. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, I'm real pumped. I mean, yeah, it's real pumped. I mean, it's only bringing everyone together from the beginning, but it's whatever. It looks good. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to ask you guys what your all thoughts were. I don't know a lot of what's going on. I know. <laughs> so my thoughts may be a little skewed, um, but it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Max Maxwell. All right. I mean, I don't think a lot of this is a mystery because we, we kind of read – well, at least I did. I read about the the trailer after it came out at uh, Comic Con. It was a different trailer. Yeah. It it was. Yeah, somewhat I was different. disappointed that the Guardians are at the very end, like an afterthought. You know, I just realized that for the first time today because I've always been cutting the trailer off right when Avengers come up. Yeah. And I didn't know there was something after it until this morning when I watched it again. So oh wow! Kind of exciting. Yeah. Maxwell, no, I think it was a it was a good setup for that. It's because it's like we know all the other characters have been together and we expect them all to be together. And then you forget that the uh, Guardians are in the same universe. So having, kind of putting them at the end, you're like, oh, shit, that's right. Um, I am really wondering about these timelines and all of this stuff. Like, um, it's got me thinking, um, when does Spider-Man and Thor with the Hawk and then the Guardians 2 all take place? Because in Guardians 2, all that blue stuff comes over the planet to like absorb it and turn it into ego or whatever. But then there's no mention of that yet in anything. So it has oh, to be after point. Spider-Man, right? I would think so. And then huh. does that mean Guardians and Thor are happening at the same time maybe? I think shortly before. Shortly before what? You talk about the timeline for Infinity War, right? I think I think the latest Thor movie happened leading up right to when this starts. Okay, but is Thor and Guardians at the same time? Guardians is just a mystery to me. 
right? It doesn't have time. It's such a big, the only connection to Earth is just that blue stuff coming onto the planet. And there's not really a mention of any. It doesn't any happen in Civil War, and, and they, they don't talk about in Spider-Man, which happens after Civil War. Could have happened in that eight-year gap, and they just didn't talk about it. What eight-year gap? Spider-Man. Between the time that uh, the Vulture guy is trying to get the weapons, and then oh. when he actually has them. <laughs> hmm. Do they? The audience don't time travel, right? Not no. that we know of. Not that we know of. Not that we know. Okay, I know the one people do from Guardians, the uh, Sylvester Stallone squad. They are able to time travel. That's cool. So, so yeah, the, re- uh, the trailer itself, I because I kind of got sidetracked there about what it made me think of. Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm really, honestly like super pumped to see this movie. The Justice League trailer never pumped to see, and it's because there was never a build up of hype and all this stuff. Uh, again, Marvel's doing it right. They're they did it to get Avengers together, and then they're doing it times 10 to get everybody together. And they really have played it out in the right way, I think. Right. And another weird thing, too, about the timeline is we also see the Hulk and Doctor Strange's uh, manner as well. So they would have had to made it back to Earth. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, it's just really strange. I'm kind of curious about what's going to happen there. Yeah, with that leak trailer, we see Thor land on the windscreen of uh somebody's ship avengers i thought no it's the guardians oh everything i read said that they he he's the one that the guardians picked up um so i can only imagine that this is after the events of thor ragnarok i would assume because we've seen at the end of the trailer of thor ragnarok that obviously that big ship approaches and then obviously we see that loki has the tesseract cube so yeah. I assume it's going to be after that. I just don't know where Guardians falls. I don't. I really don't. I'm trying to look it up now. You're trying to look it up? Yeah. Because yeah. um, that's the thing is like during the Guardians, like both movies, they never really, they never really mention like any, anything else that happens typically in the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously we know that, um, the Infinity Stones is involved in all of that. Right. Because uh, in the first movie, they got uh, the Infinity Stone. Um, one of the Infinity Stones. I think it's the Power Stone. But uh, as far as where we are currently in the timeline, I do not know. And Justin is looking it up, but I don't think this he is. This is hard. Um. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, I'm going to tell Maxwell some other news. Do okay, it. Okay, go for it. Uh, it's not in the notes, but I'm just going to tell you because I, I was on IMDb and I just seen it. Did you know, Maxwell, do you have Amazon uh, Instant Video, Maxwell? I do not. Probably not. Well, okay, raise your hand. Guardians 1 and 2 both take place before Age of Ultron. Uh, Then you have Ant-Man, Civil War, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Thor, Ragnarok. So it takes place, like, second one takes place a while back then. They take place back to back. In fact, I'd heard that 2 takes place like a couple months after 1. Oh, okay. Wow. So, Well, thanks for clearing that up. No problem. Happy to do it. Well, now I don't even know if I want to share this story. Did you know that there is a new series on December 15th streaming on Amazon Instant Video, John claude Van Johnson? What? Wait, what? (laughs) That is not the name I expected. Yeah, well, it's called John claude Van Johnson, okay? Basically stars uh, global martial uh, arts and actor John claude Van Damme is playing John claude Van Damme. 
a global martial arts and film sensation, also known, also operating under the simple alias of Johnson, as a world's best undercover private contractor. Retired for years, a chance to encounter uh, with a lost love brings him back into the game. This time, he'll be deadlier than ever, probably. <laughs> so, you just have to go on and look at some of the actual screenshots from the show, because it looks very interesting. I'll probably watch it, though. Does it look like it's set up like a documentary kind of thing or something? It looks like, it, it looks like it's set up kind of like everything about his real life up until the present and then everything after this is kind of like him trying to get back in the game essentially that's is what it looks like well, yeah, i it hope it's good. good it looks pretty interesting though because it, it looks like he's maybe trying to even break back into the movie scene uh as himself which is kind of neat yeah so this will be funny yeah so uh so yeah definitely check that out oh uh some of the reviews are already i guess coming in and they've rated it a 8.4 out of 10 wow imdb pretty good yeah he hasn't had ratings <laughs> like that in a while it's it's technically i guess in the category of a comedy uh you know 30 minute episodes and then in, in the first season there's going to be six episodes so neat but look at but just you can see it maxwell can't but look at this picture Oh my goodness! <laughs> so it so looks wise. It looks pretty good. So uh, so yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out. One one picture has him on a uh, a Segway. Just <laughs> just just say it out. Oh good lord! But yeah, yeah so it looks definitely looks interesting. All right, Maxwell, uh, I believe you have the next story, sir. Um, you know what I do? So the new Halloween movie that's in works with Danny McBride and David Gordon Green will have less gore than most recent sequels and most more uh, modern horror films. Uh, and it will be all about the tension and the creep factor. Um, after they had to sit down with John Carpenter, it has been approved and will reflect more so on Carpenter's original. And this comes out actually October 2018. I like that a lot. Um, Gore does not equal scary. Right. Um, although I find that hard to believe after that bloody Vice Principals finale. Um, I don't know. I'm excited about it. Yeah, and and the fact that they sat down with John Carpenter and, and they were like, "Hey, we're trying to do basically how you did in the first movie and really get back to that," versus just being about people dying all the time. Um, yeah. I think that's cool, and that's what makes a scary movie scary, in my opinion. Have you seen The Strangers? One of my favorite. You no, know, you guys talk about sequel. that a lot. I don't know that I've ever yeah. seen it. Oh my god! It's one of my favorite, just because it feels like it could happen. It could happen. Please watch it. Yeah, it's it's really good. Like Sarah It'll refuses to watch. Scare it. the pants right off of you. Sarah refuses to watch it because it's so realistic in the sense that uh, uh, it just it's not overly done. Like it's not supernatural. It's not like it's just straight. It's very up. realistic. It's just... very realistic, and plus it takes place kind of out in the middle of nowhere, which reminds Sarah of her parents' house and just makes her feel like that yeah. could have happened. And it doesn't really give any kind of spoilers away, but like at the end of the movie, like <laughs> this is how it ends. This is no how it spoilers. ends. They said, uh, <laughs> "They said, why are you?" They say, "Why are you doing this?" And the reply simply is, "Because you were home." That's literally it. They knocked. They and somebody was home. That was the only reason that they terrorized them. Yeah, because they were just so. It's awful. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, it's not. It's a great film, but like, ugh, it's awful. Yeah, like, it's, just it's the worst. It's so. I think you and I saw that together, didn't we? I think so. Yeah. And I, that was my second time seeing it. And there was a part I didn't even catch the first time that made me audibly scream because it scared the pants off of me. And then <laughs> yeah. Travis saw me without pants on. It was it weird. Was awkward. But no, I am excited about the new Halloween movie, though, because I feel like 
a lot of people nowadays when they do horror, it's either that it kind of it kind of falls into categories now. It's like either they're over over the top supernatural movies like the like uh, Insidious and those type of movies. Yeah, those or, are good though. Or there's gore, kind of like Saul. There's nothing that really makes me feel like the type of creep and scary like I used to feel when I was like a kid watching some of the old, even though some of those were gory. But one recent-ish movie. When I say recent-ish, I mean it's like 20 years old now, which makes it old, I guess. But I thought Scream did a pretty good job of being tense and scary and gross and gory. Well, because you were constantly, it wasn't just about people dying, but it was also like who is doing this. Yeah, that's kind of like kind of like uh, I know what you did last summer. Did you watch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so God, yeah. the '90s had some good horror movies. But like, but like with with um, with the Halloween movies, it's like Michael Myers is there, then you turn around, and he's not there. Yeah. Like it's just like it's that creep factor. Like you feel like somebody's watching you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, and I think the fact that they're bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis is a great move. Uh, and I'm excited. You know, ever since I seen the new Aliens movie, like it helped me actually kind of see Danny McBride in a different light. Cause I thought he was going to be like the weakest and the worst part about that movie, but his character and just the way that he played his character, I thought was actually really good. Yeah. So it's always good to see actors that are quote unquote typecast because he's been so many of the same type of characters like Eastbound and down vice principles. Like a lot of those kind of in the same wheelhouse, I guess you'd say, but like when you get to see them work outside of that and, and show what else they can do, and they actually shine doing it, I think is always a good thing. So, all right. Well, Maxwell, anything else to add? I think I just am really looking forward to it. That's about it. Yeah. What about him and those new Mountain Dew uh, commercials? you seen that? I saw one of those the other day. He's like a serious NASCAR racer, and he's like just drinking Mountain Dew. Speaking of NASCAR and people that um, can play different types, uh, John C. Riley. Most of his career is in serious roles, but he never really was a major like figure until his comedy stuff. Yeah, I know. Like, especially like I really one of my favorite movies is the documentary they did about him. Uh, it was Walk Hard, a Dewey Cox yeah. story. It's <laughs> a great movie. Just the just the the caliber and just the range of his acting in that movie. I just thought was <laughs> full best. disclosure. I own a copy of that soundtrack on CD. It's great. And full disclosure, I would be lying to you if I said it wasn't in the glove box of my car right now. <laughs> I, I actually I couldn't tell you why it's there, but every time I open my glove box, I see it. I'm like, oh man, that's actually, awesome and embarrassing at the same time. I actually referenced that movie, uh, I think it was the day before yesterday. I was getting some sort of drink and somebody was like, is it good? And I, and I thought about that part and you, you both seen the movie, right? In my dreams, you're blowing me. Some kisses. <laughs> no, not that. I don't say that. But, <laughs> but uh, when he like always busts in the room and they're like doing like hardcore drugs, and he's like, "You don't want any of this," and then he starts describing it like, "Oh, it's uh, it's not habit forming, and it makes you kind of chill out." He's like, "Well, that don't sound so bad. I think I do want to try that." <laughs> it's, it's a good just, movie. It's just so. It's just so oh, good. So, all right, Justin. Ah, yeah. I didn't catch any of that. Oh, yeah. Over, okay. Well, Star Wars Battlefront 2, I don't know we're talking about this again, but it just cannot stay out of the news. Um, Travis, scroll down. Thank you. Uh, but luckily, this tidbit of information is kind of cool. Uh, there's been a data leak on the game, and it turns out that General Grievous, as well as a number of new character skins, will be included in the game at a, at a later date. I can't wait 
to not be able to get enough credits to play as General <laughs> Grievous. <laughs> it's going to be awesome to watch other people play as him. <laughs> people that's paid real money. Yeah, real moolah. I said, I think I said a couple podcasts. Real Republic credits. A couple of episodes ago that I was wondering if they were going to bring General Grievous you to did. the game. You did. That's why I wanted to share that uh, yeah. story. Yeah. He's one of the cooler characters. I think the only reason he's a cool character is because he he has multiple lightsabers at the same time. Yeah. Well, isn't he, he isn't he pieced together like he's he like used to not be a human or, or something? Yeah. He's still got oh, a heart. Yeah. Well, like I know that they built him up for the movie, but then like they did all the storytelling, I guess, on the Clone Wars TV show, and then when he gets to the movie, it's like, oh, a few minutes, and bam, you're dead. Right. <laughs> like. Yeah. It's kind of a letdown, Darth yeah. Maul. Yeah. Um, exactly. That's what I was getting ready to say. Just like Darth Maul. Like, yeah. Should be one of the best villains, and he got taken out like a punk. You know, I never listen. I'm just gonna tell you this right now, and, and I've never shared this with you guys. <laughs> oh God! So you know how this is not gonna make any sense. Uh, <laughs> Nothing ever does with you. Yeah, I know. So, so you know, in Star Wars Episode uh, Three, yes, when Obi Wan tells Anakin that don't try it, I have the higher ground, and whoever has the higher ground always wins. Yeah. Episode One. Darth Maul had the higher ground, and Obi Wan did not. You're right. But yet he flipped over him, grabbed a lightsaber mid mid flight, and cut him in half. Hmm. They were both learners at that point. Maybe Darth Maul's training wasn't advanced to kind of you know get a read. I, on I that looked at Maxwell, move. and it's that's, almost like he had never thought about this. Before. I had never thought about this, but that you're so right. I mean, and that's so that's fucked up because. Uh, like I said, this wasn't going to make sense, and both of your minds are being blown. Yeah. The, the only thing I can think of is that Obi Wan and Darth Maul were both the the trainees, the learner yeah. at that moment. Yeah. Well, who was training Darth Maul? Sidious. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. But uh, Palpatine. But so I'm wondering if maybe maybe Darth Maul wasn't as up to date on his training as Obi Wan. He left that out because Jedi training they say starts very young. So Obi Wan we have to assume has been at this since he was a little boy, which would make an awesome movie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but then when you have Anakin and and Obi Wan, obviously Obi Wan's a Jedi Master at this point, and Anakin is full of emotion. So yeah, like but negative hatred. That emotion. would have been the same roles reverse kind of thing, like. Obi-Wan was yeah. still pretty young, essentially, when he decided to fly up in the air and chop Darth Maul. Just a gamble. I might lose my legs, so I might not. By <laughs> One him of us yelling is our legs. to Anakin, I have the higher ground, you're, you're going to lose, is wrong. Maybe he said that because he's like, bro, I can beat you on the lower ground and the higher ground. Don't try I'm it. not saying that I'm not saying Obi-Wan up. isn't like one of the best Jedi, because obviously he is, but I just thought that was funny that they made such a point... To yeah. say it in that movie, I have the higher ground, but I in episode one, it's like it wasn't even a thing. Yeah, that's weird. So um, now, well, I, thanks listen, for doing that. Plot, yeah, now we need a plot hole filler movie. Well, at the same time, George <laughs> Lucas wrote all three of those movies, so yeah, it's kind true. of okay if we poke holes in it. That is true. Uh, and speaking of Star Wars, gentlemen, um, Daisy Ridley uh, doesn't want to play Ray after Star Wars Episode Nine. 
Um, when Star Wars Episode Nine hits theaters in 2019, oh, it's just a, it's hard to think that in 2019 we're gonna get the last installment of this series until we then we'll get our, our spinoffs and our other trilogies. The Ryan and stuff. Johnson trilogy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so Star Wars Daisy Ridley uh, expects uh, the third installment to be her final time as she p- uh, portrays her character Ray. Uh, she is quoted during an interview with Rolling Stone saying, "I am really really excited to do the the third thing." She says. <laughs> And to round it out, because ultimately, what was signing on, what I was signing on to do was three films. This is actually how it came from the site, so I don't know if it was wrong or not. <laughs> so in my head, it's three films. She says, I think it would feel like the right time to round it out, whatever round it out means. Um, however, she said that she hasn't completely ruled out revisiting the role in the distant uh, in the distant future. Uh, I didn't put this in the notes, but she goes on to say, Chances are in 30 years the, the planet Earth's not going to exist anymore, but in the rare chance that it does, I would think about revisiting this character at some point in time. So she clearly knows the state of our country and yeah. our world. So, so, uh, so yeah. Um, I think I think it's good that like if it's going to be a trilogy and it's not going to tie into any of the other franchises, it's probably best to do that. Like I don't want them to, to, to take Ray and give her like her own spinoff or I'm just not a huge fan of spinoffs per yeah. se. Uh, I like things like if you're going to do a trilogy, stick to the trilogy and then tell another story or a continuation many, many years after. Um, Maxwell may disagree, but if they do something similar to kind of like they did with Leia, how obviously, this is many, many years. It's still in the same storyline. Something like that would be okay. What about what Rogue One? You like that? I did. I loved Rogue One. It was the most expensive plot hole filler movie ever. Yes. But it was a great movie. But it was a spinoff, kind of. Wasn't it? I'd say it's... It was one of the standalone movies. Yeah, it's more of a standalone. You're going to tell me you, you don't want... Um, I'm not looking forward to the Han Solo movie. I'll say it right now. It's only because of the negative press. As soon yeah. as those good reviews start rolling in, you'll be fine. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna get murdered for this, but I'm not a huge Han Solo fan. I've never been. Oh, the podcast yeah, is over. So yeah, I just uh, I could take him and leave him. Honestly, I just I just well, we have to leave him. He's dead. Oh God, too soon. <laughs> it was two years ago. But yeah, so so I don't know. I mean, I think it's fine that she's only gonna do three movies. Whatever. Yeah, maybe I mean, maybe she's just saying all that shit to mess with our heads. Because before them being in the movie and cast in commercials, <laughs> um, she wasn't able to tell anybody that she was in the movie. Neither was John Boyega. So right, it was true. all a big secret. Now the movies are made, and she's going to be like, yeah, I'm third one, I'm I mean, done. She could be signed on for a dozen more movies and can't say anything. Yeah. Right. But I could also understand you don't want to be stuck to that, and that's all you're yeah. hired for. Right. Right. I mean, because if you think of... Mark Hamill, you think of two things. What are those two things? Star Wars and Joker. Exactly. Which are two great things to be a part of. Don't to be get me fair, wrong. he just didn't do a lot after that. She's starting to get other roles, though. Yeah. Did anybody <clears throat> see the Midnight on Orient, Orient Express? No. I almost said Oriental Express. <laughs> Midnight and the Oriental Breast. Yeah. <laughs> you say Oriental Breast? That's rude. It's Breast. Oh. Oh, okay. All right, Justin, I do believe you have some great news for Maxwell and I. Well, so, Travis Maxwell, are you too, as the kids say, salty about PUBG not <clears throat> about PUBG being Xbox exclusive? I'm not, because I play it on PC. 
They have you to play on Xbox too. Maxwell, are you salty? Um, yeah, yeah. Children I think it's say a load that. I don't know shit. what it means. <laughs> what? I think it's a load of shit. Okay. Well, wait no more, Maxwell. Oh, because PUBG's not going to be Xbox exclusive. That's good. Um, it's coming to mobile. How's that? But only work? in China. Oh, I don't know. They released a trailer for it. Only in China? It. Yeah, it's only in China. They released a trailer for <laughs> it, and I mean, it's all like cutscenes, <laughs> and that looks good. But I don't know how that's going to work. It's going to be a mess. Uh, yeah, actually, you talk about how well it works or the fact that it's only going to be in China. What part's going to be a mess? Just the scope of that game. I think it could be done. You clearly didn't play the one that I texted in the group. Did you play it? Yeah. Is it good? The The only downside to the game is... It's on is, mobile. Huh? It's on mobile. Well, it's the touchscreen aspect. Okay. Like, if it was on the phone and I could... Or on, like... Because obviously you can put it on iPad, but if it had Bluetooth controller support, it would be fine. It plays a, it, it's like a mixture of PUBG and graphically, it's more like uh, Fortnite, but okay. it plays like PUBG. Okay, and it's 120 players. I got an idea. The three of us, let's play some Fortnite soon. Okay. All yeah, right. oh, we can do, let's a, do it. Can we do a three-way squad, or does it have to be four? We have you to... can join as a you can join as three people for squad and just close. Listen, I got a, a kid that lives in this house that would outdo us oh, yeah, yeah. in this game. That's number four. Okay, that's fine. All right, I just... might actually be down for a game tonight if you all are. I mean, Maxwell's got to go to bed. <laughs> he just said no. I got no, ten minutes before Betty Bye. Ten minutes before Betty Bye? No, I'll, I'll go to bed at probably. Well, I don't know. I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. To add on to these early access games getting full releases, blah blah oh, blah. I didn't know this. Um, if anyone cares, nope. <laughs> uh, Daisy, the game that was popular five years ago and then spawned a million other, other games that are better, um, it will be releasing on Xbox One first due to the game preview program that Xbox has, and Sony doesn't because they don't care about their fan fans. They're one fan, <laughs> Maxwell. <Yay. laughs> no. <laughs> oh. um, I'd also like to add one more thing. I just thought of. I talk about Rust a lot, right? Or I used to. Used to. You know? I used to talk about Rust a lot. Yeah. The creators of Rust, Face Punch, are making a new game called Ruin using the Rust engine, but it's a medieval game with, like, swords and dragons and horses. A and medieval game magic. with swords, you say? <laughs> yes. That's great. Yes, and assault rifles <laughs> and, and horses. C4. Did you say assault rifle and C4 no, That's well? a joke. That's oh, what Rust okay. has. Well, I didn't know if it was, like, Ark where you can actually progress through time. Oh, okay. Oh, that's all you had. <laughs> that's um, all I had. Take it away. <laughs> um, well, that I might actually check out. Can you build castles and stuff like that? Probably. It's like super early. Like it's not even in early access or alpha, as far as I know. Did you ever play? Uh, God, no, I, I didn't. I'm gonna forget what game it is. But Space Engineers. Yes, that was a good game. Uh, they also have a medieval version of Space Engineers. Medieval Engineers. Yes, yeah, yeah. You may have heard of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, I hope real, Maxwell really hope you're not messing with that story. No, I'm just looking at it. I oh, thought okay. there were well, links. He changed but some the words. I see it already. The links are just Wikipedia to YouTube and yeah, toilet humor. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before I'm gonna go ahead and get to the last story before Maxwell gives us too much of a spoiler. <laughs> um, this actually, I really hate to end uh, our news stories with this story because it's kind of a serious story. Uh, I don't even know when they say it's serious. I guess it's serious to people that uh, have children, or if you're a parent, and if you're a parent, you would have children if you decided to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But uh, 
so I was at work the other day, and, and uh, there's a couple of people that work there that are really heavy like Reddit users. Yeah. I don't read. I need to get more into Reddit, and I keep saying that, but I need I to. I made your Reddit account, yeah. and I subscribe to things that you would care about. I know. I Listen, I'm going to make an effort. The biggest reason is is Reddit is now blocked on the internal network at where I work, so it makes it difficult. Then just hack the network, uh, it, Anyways, uh, but they were talking about this thing. Now, they weren't – I just want to make clear because one of the ones that told me about this is a listener. He does not partake in these things. He read about it on a uh, – I guess there's a subreddit called ElsaGate. And by ElsaGate, I mean like Elsa from Frozen and and you, we all know what gate means. Typically, it's associated with something that's dysfunctional. <laughs> we all know what gate means. <laughs> yeah, not the kind of gate you walk through, but it typically is a sign for something is wrong. Uh, talk about Ben Gate, uh, uh, Flake Gate. Remember Inflate, <laughs> Deflate Gate? I don't know what it was. Yeah, you don't know. But anyways, I wanted to take a second to talk about something serious to make sure that our listeners uh, is aware, basically, of something called Elsa Gate, which I just talked about. Uh, I heard this from a friend, obviously, and was blown away that something like this actually exists. Are you looking at it right now? Yeah, I'm looking at that subreddit you were talking about. Be careful. Um, ElsaGate refers to uh, basically a controversy surrounding a large number of YouTube channels targeted towards children, which contains themes of inappropriate that are inappropriate for their age. Most videos under this classification are notable for presenting content such as violence, sexual fetishes, toilet humor, as well as dangerous and upsetting situations and activities. Um, I posted a link uh, for us to see, so you all could take a look. And just some of the images that you're looking at is uh, that we could see, I'll kind of describe them. So uh, there's images such as Elsa dressed in a bikini, uh, looking like she's pregnant, being injected with something by a character that looks like Spider-Man. Uh, Elsa cutting uh, her tongue off. Uh, just all this crude humor stuff and just really disturbing stuff, frankly. And most of the videos in this category are either under live action films or crude digital animations. Although a few channels have been using more elaborate techniques such as clay animation. This one uh, channel I just found, uh, it is part of this Elsa gate nonsense. Their channel name is kids TV nursery rhymes for children. Yeah, and that's actually what I'm getting ready to talk about. So despite YouTube's age restriction policy, these videos are sometimes tagged, as exactly what you just said, sometimes tagged in such a way uh, with the inbuilt child safety algorithms even uh, making its way to YouTube kids are much more difficult to moderate due to the large-scale platform. In order to capture such results, their titles and descriptions feature names uh, such as famous characters, and they also use keywords like education, learn, colors, nursery rhymes, etc. Uh, they are also automatically placed uh, ads, making them lucrative to their owners and the YouTube, despite the objectable and often confusing nature of these videos. Many attract millions of views. And if they get millions of views and they also have ads, these people that are putting things on the internet are turning a profit. And I think it's wrong. It's yep. disgusting. If you want to have this, have it in a place somewhere in the dark web, not on YouTube. <laughs> but no one gets on the dark web, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, uh, I mean, Justin, you have a kid. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's times where uh, he gets some time to himself to watch funny videos on YouTube, stuff like that. And the fact that he could accidentally stumble upon something like this that looks like it's harmless. Mm-hmm. I just think is completely asinine that we live in a world where this kind of stuff happens. So, yeah. 
Uh, is there anything else in there that stood out to you at all? Uh, not particularly. Not nothing aside from what you said. You pretty much covered it. But this is just sick. Yeah, the fact that you know it's describing it or like tricking people into thinking that these are Disney characters and things like that. And they go either they can either be claymation, they could be live action people dressed up as the characters. It could be digital animations, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, Max, are yeah, you watching? One some? of the channels is Superheroes IRL. Uh, okay. There's one that's called Kids Tube, uh, Z Hero IRL. So it's like all these plays on, like actual channels on the names. Yeah, that that are like playing on those names. Tune Tune. Like it's all kid related search terms for the name of the pl- fucking thing. Yeah, and that's and that's what's tricking because a lot of times like. On Android devices and Apple devices, they have apps called YouTube Kids, which is a really, like, hard, like, it's a really strict, like, filtered search terms to help keep your kids safe from watching stuff they shouldn't. But the fact is, is in these titles and when they're uploading videos, they're sneaking those terms in, allowing it to get through YouTube to kids. This one one here is literally called the Lego Batman movie dash Spider-Man Frozen Elsa Kiss. Frozen, Anna, Spider-Man, Cry, Jim, Prank, Fun, Superhero. And then the whole God. description is all of that. And then just Zach Alphanakis, Rosario Dawson, Lego Movie, Joker, Batman, Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Pictures. Like, it's just a bunch of fucking keywords to get people to click on stuff. It has 154,000 views. And then I make these legit videos, and I have 73 views. <laughs> Maybe you're in the wrong business. I know. Well. Jesus Christ. Make smut for children. Yeah, yeah. So, But I won't dwell on this depressing topic anymore, but I did want to let our listeners know that if you do have any kids and you have them watching YouTube videos either on the full YouTube site or even on YouTube Kids, you need to really moderate what they're watching um, because not everything that comes through there is automatically going to be safe like you think it may be. Yeah. So, all right. Anything else, guys, before we move on? All right, Maxwell? Nope. You just look disgusted looking down at your Yeah, it's making me mad. All right. Well, you know what time it is, guys? It is time for Pick of the Week. Maxwell really gave extra effort there. I heard him. (laughs) Well, this last few episodes, it's it's been really loud to listen to that part. Uh, Okay. Well, I'll make sure to turn it around. Should we do a whisper version? (laughs) Pick of the Week. (laughs) Okay. That's good. All right. So for pick of the week, Justin, start us off. Uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, yeah. Missouri. It's just a great film. I think it'll win a ton of Oscars and Golden Globes and awards. It won my heart, so why not? All right. Boom. All right, Maxwell. Um, I dislike Justice League enough to say that you should probably go watch three billboards outside of... <laughs> 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 um, or the most recent episode of Gotham. Cause fucking God, yes, I, I need to catch up. Is <laughs> too? I'm is Bruce Wayne behind? Uh, is Bruce Wayne uh, done being a little whiny? Baby? Well, he hasn't been in the last couple episodes, but this one was just—it's just—it's just so fucking good. Yeah, that's uh, now that I'm caught up on all my shows. Oh, I know what I forgot to say that I watched this week. I know that everybody here hates. Well, I don't know if you hate, but. Everybody knows that you probably don't like CW shows. <laughs> yeah, they're not right? good. <laughs> Supernatural, all these other whatever. Anyways, this week or no, I'm sorry, last week they actually had a four episode crossover episode between 
Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, and uh, Legends of Tomorrow. It was like one big long story, uh, and it was actually really good. And I ha- and you know what I had to do with Nazis? Really? Yeah. So the storyline basically, and I'll just give you a quick synopsis. So basically, Iris West and the Flash were going to get married. That was like in the episode of Supergirl. Uh, and obviously, uh, in the Flash, they talk about different worlds. So you have like uh, Earth One, Earth Two, whatever. When Earth Ten. Basically, in Earth-10, and of course, on these different Earths, you have doppelgangers. They may do the exact same thing you do. They may be uh, a villain. They may be – it doesn't matter. They could be different. Well, in Earth-10, Earth-10 was basically what would have happened on Earth if Nazis would have won the war. Um, And basically, they just go – they travel to these different worlds and basically take them over, and they use terms like Fuhrer and all this other stuff. Like, it was pretty dark. Wow. And, and basically they show up at uh, the Flash and Iris's wedding, uh, basically coming to take over the, the world, so to speak. But what what's cool was like the villains that were from Earth-10 were the heroes from the current Earth. So like the Arrow had to fight a dark version of himself, essentially. Supergirl had to fight a dark version of herself. Hmm. Uh, it, was, it was just really cool. I know I don't really – I get a lot of crap for the CW shows. And I don't watch – I stopped watching Supergirl, but I watched this episode because it was the first episode of the crossover, but it was really good. Yeah. Um, and because the last time they did a crossover, it had to do with these things called the Dominators, which were like aliens, and I was not a huge fan. But the fact that they did, and I'm not saying that I like Nazis, but I just thought the fact that they actually did that on TV was kind of a big deal because yeah. we see it in movies and stuff like that, but it's very kind of like. We see it on the news. Yeah, we see it on news, we see it in video games, but you don't necessarily see it in TV shows a lot. So I thought the fact that they did that, and they like actually have like concentration camps and stuff oh in the God. show. So like it was actually like a pretty big deal. Um, so I just thought it was good. So that's actually going to be my pick of the week. I didn't have a pick of the week going into this, and I was going to pick World of Warcraft, but this crossover episode, uh, and I think even if you don't watch the shows and you're not caught up, you can watch the four episodes and actually know the entire story of what's going on. So if you guys ever get curious of what it's about or what it's like, uh, I would definitely highly recommend watching it. So um, I rewatched Source Code, by the way, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Still a I haven't great seen movie. that forever. It's good. It's on your Plex. i got to watch that. Yeah. I need to update that. I need to also that, your Plex has... Uh, I don't know how this came off of the legal digital download copy you have, but it's full of Korean... Um, subtitles. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain my horizon. That's all. It's, it's really weird. It's like a legit thing. I, somebody must have hacked me. Yeah, guys. I don't know what else yeah. to tell you. Add me back, and I'll take care of it for you. I'll fix it. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize I didn't add you back. I'm sorry. You better add me back yeah, today. Probably, probably won't. <laughs> all right. Um. Well, Maxwell, I think it's time for you to yep. go south. Goodbye, everybody. Oh yeah. Thanks for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. Uh, even though we never do. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's just brutally honest. Yeah, I mean, I like it is that. what it is. As always, you guys can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, Vidmi is in the fucking grave. Oh, I know. He didn't talk about that. That's so sad. Maybe we'll dig into it next week. But Vidmi, uh. RIP. Um, and then we have an email, podcast at nerdswithmikes.com. You can buy merch and stuff at nerdswithmikes.com. Um, well... Good night, and we'll see ourselves out. Fucking nailed it.